Welcome to episode 91 of the Thunder Underground podcast. My name is Trent. I'm joined by Jason. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Great. If if 91 was a year, there if we were 91, there'd be a lot of good music. Yeah. But there is good music but on this podcast. 25 years later and there's still good music. I know, I know. And we're going to get into all that right now. <laughs> right. This week, or this episode, Ted Aguilar from Death Angel is our guest. Yes. And that's great to say because Death Angel is badass. Yes. They were and they are. And uh, yes, they always will be. Yes. So we're going to get to that here in just a bit. We're going to talk about seeing them live as well. And before we do that, as we do, we'd like to play some music for you. And if you have a band and you want to send us some music, it's thethunderunderground at gmail.com. We'll play it if it's good. If it sucks, we probably won't play it. I mean, yeah, that's really the only criteria. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, get with it, people. Okay. Don't and suck. And so now we're about to play this song, so that means that it does not suck. It does not at all. This is Less Than Human out of Tulsa, Oklahoma. This song's called Admit One.
admit one from less than human straight out of Oklahoma, which we love to do. We bring you stuff from all over the place, but of course our heart lies in Oklahoma. That's right. We, we, uh, we love Oklahoma and we love Tulsa and, uh, always great to play some metal from, uh, from our hometown. Yeah. And you said the word metal and that's what these guys are bringing. It's oh, just man. straight up balls out metal. Yeah. I mean, in I this, love it. yeah. And this song especially is just, uh, you know, it, it hits you over the head just right out of the gate, which is the kind of stuff I love. Yeah. And, uh, you know, these guys really seem to have a vibe around them. So it's, you know, and they're young and I just, I can't wait to see where they go. Yeah, you always see positive things about them from people that have seen them live. Yes. And just listen to their music in general. <clears throat> and it's, you know, you see positive things about a lot of bands, but it just seems they're one of those bands, like you said, that vibe, you see it a little more often. Yeah. And that's great. And, you know, we've talked to them. I met most of them out there at the the Root Show, yeah. the Max and Igor Cavalera Show. And they're all great people. And I know you had talked to a couple of them when they opened for Trivium. Yeah, I bought and a koozie from him. There you go. And yeah, we yeah. saw him with Trivium, you know, about a year ago, almost yeah. a year ago. Yeah, it was early this year. Yeah, yeah, true. And I mean, they were just awesome. And, you know, uh, our buddy Trevor, he put on his Instagram, uh, you know, a, a video clip from their show. And, you know, I like what they're doing with the podium and the, you know, and throwing out the confetti and all the yeah. stuff. And I mean, that's just, uh, they're really setting up a show you know, and I think that's only going to help their vibe and help their, uh, you know, help their appeal and help get their word out. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I like seeing that kind of shit. Yeah. I just love the vocals too. They're intense and in your face. And yeah. Just, just metal. <clears throat> that's right. So you gotta, you gotta check these guys out. Yeah. Do it less than human. They're on Facebook. Get on there, like them, follow them. They're on Reverb Nation. They're on SoundCloud. This song, there's another song up there, and I know they've got some live videos on their Facebook and YouTube as well. So check all that out. They're playing October 21st in Tulsa. They're opening for Psycho Stick at the Shrine. That's right. And then the week after that, October 29th, they're playing a house, I think it's a house party in Broken Arrow, but okay. it's a all-invite type thing with a few other bands, and it's a you know, Halloween party because it's October 29th. Yeah. So just get on their Facebook if you live in the Tulsa area and look that up for the address and get out there and see these guys. Uh, yeah, that's going to be crazy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of crazy, we saw Slayer. We yes, saw we Anthrax did. and we saw Death Angel all in one night. I know. And it doesn't get much better than that if you love thrash, which if you listen to this podcast at any point in time, you know we do. Oh, yeah. yeah. So where to begin? Oh man, I don't, I don't know. I'm still, I'm still kind of hurting. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I mean, we can just begin with, uh, uh, you know, you can just start off the night with Death Angel. I mean, they, as far as, you know, I mean, I wish, I wish they would have played longer. Um, I just, the first time I've ever seen them and it was, uh, it was pretty nuts and it was, uh, these guys are professional and they sound amazing. And, you know, I really liked it. Uh, really liked it. You know, even though, you know, Slayer had two bands opening for him, you know, there wasn't any kind of restriction on sound or anything or everything sounded amazing. Everything sounded yeah. great. Uh, it was just, uh, and Death Angel brought it and, uh, you know, they spanned their career in the short time they got. So it was great. Yeah. It was only. <clears throat> I think six songs, yeah. but 
Yeah, like you said, they they hit everything from the early stuff to the last couple albums, and you know you can't ask for more in a whatever 35, 40 minute set. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, just I can't express enough how great this album is. Like I told you, you know, yeah. I put it above, you know, most everything this year except Anthrax, maybe. Yeah. You know, even Megadeth and other bands that I've loved my whole life that have great albums out this year, and. I'm sure we'll, I know we'll be talking about it at the end of the year on the best oh, of. Oh, yeah, definitely. You know, the Evil Divide, it's just phenomenal metal album. And, you know, the last one, The Dream Calls for Blood, and everything they've done has been great stuff. Mm-hmm. And they've always kind of flown under people's, a lot of people's radars, I think. And, yeah. And I noticed that actually after when I was standing around between them and Anthrax, I heard two different conversations at two different points of people saying, man, that band was really good. And then someone else in another conversation was like, talking about how they had heard of them but never heard them and they were really good and that's kind of what we talked about in an interview too a little so it's cool that you know people are seeing this band and either rediscovering them or actually just discovering them yeah yeah I mean it's a great bill for them to be on so it works yeah well what do you think of Anthrax I mean there's no (laughs) no wondering what I thought of Anthrax at any point I mean it's one of my favorite bands it always has been they're always great live. You know what you're going to get, you know, outside of, I mean, a set list, but you know what kind of quality you're going to get. Yeah. You know, Joey Belladonna, I don't know how old he is now, but he still sounds phenomenal. Yeah. And we've talked about that before. I think he almost sounds better now than he used to sound. I get that. I get that. And they played nine songs, I think, Mm -hmm. and six, seven were from the last two albums. Which I thought is kind of ballsy, but awesome at the same time. Oh, definitely. I mean, what bands from that era do you see do that? You know, except right. for like Metallica or something or whatever. And um, and they can do that because people know them, people love them. Uh, they're they're better. They're just as good as anything they ever did. Yeah. So why not? Yeah, I mean, his last two albums are that great that even if. I think even if you don't know the songs, you're hearing it and realizing, well, this is great. Yeah, exactly. And maybe it, it's doing what it should do for them, and people are going out and buying, you know, For All Kings or worship music. Yeah. Based off of seeing them live, opening for Slayer, and hearing several of these songs, you know, because you can't say enough about how great those two albums are. Oh, yeah. I mean, they're they're perfect, perfect heavy metal. Yeah. And, you know, I, 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 th- I think that, uh, I do think that it took a dip during breathing lightning which pissed me off i wish people people would have i wish people would have reacted more to that oh a dip in the crowd reaction yeah i mean uh, i wish people would have got into that more because it's an amazing song um so that kind of disappointed me the crowd uh anthrax didn't disappoint at all right um and you know i i just uh and then you know charlie wasn't there so that was weird yeah. You know, but yeah, I hadn't even heard of, I mean, it's happened several times in the last few years, but I hadn't heard about it leading up to this. Yeah. They don't even say anything anymore. Eh, just get John Deed in there or whatever, <laughs> right. you know, for whatever the hell Charlie's got going on. Cause he always seems to have something going on. <laughs> so who knows? But well, I mean, uh, but you mentioned breathing lightning. Yeah. I wanted to point it out that I'm extremely happy. They played this and they're playing it on tour. I mean, I know, oh, yeah. I know they're pushing it as a single and stuff, but you know, cause you might, not see him for a couple years again or something, and then they might not have in the set list. And to yeah. me, that song is just unbelievable. Could probably the best song that I've heard in 2016. And 
you know. I mean that that song has it has everything. It's it's got heavy. It's got riffs. It's got a hook. It's got amazing vocals. Uh, it's got a fucking solo that you can sing along to. To quote Richie Cavalera, a stadium solo. Stadium solo, yes. Yeah. Thank you, Richie Cavalera, for that. And that's exactly what it is. I mean, this song has everything. And, and it's so, the guy from Shadows Fall playing a stadium solo. Yes. That's what makes it even cooler. It, yes, it, he finally gets his due. So, I mean, uh, yeah, it's just... Uh, it's it's a perfect song to see people just kind of like looking around during it. I just I wanted to punch so many faces, Trent. I <laughs> right. just started. I just wanted to start punching faces. Yeah, you know, and you know. So uh, I don't know. Anthrax was, I mean, the highlight for me. They played March of the Sod. Yes, they, they sure did. And I looked through some old set set list on this tour, and they'd played it. I think one other time. Really, they're not playing it every night. And yep. they even played like in the end, and they had been playing. They hadn't been playing that. Yeah. So we got a little bit mix-up. Normally they're playing Got the Time, and I can't remember what the other song they moved out was for that. But Well, you know, for Dime, I guess, you know. Yeah, Dallas, maybe because it was Dallas. That. that makes sense. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But, yeah, I mean, both of us geek out over Anthrax oh, yeah, at I mean, any point, you know. So it's like, it's going to be a seller review. Yeah. You know, I'm... <laughs> and see, that's the thing. It's like, I, I don't want to take away from Slayer. I love Slayer. When Anthrax is in the building, I can't. I mean, that's the that's it has to be my first priority. It's just oh, yeah. how it is. Well, this goes exactly back to that's what I wanted to mention when we talked about. We had Reed Mullen from COC on his podcast a while back. Yeah, go check that out. It's badass. Um, he opened well, the band opened for Lamb of God. Is yeah. Lamb of God who we love, and they're a kick-ass live band. Everybody mm-hmm. knows that. Yeah. They had Clutch and Corrosion and Conformity open up for him. Yeah. And leading up to that show, I just wasn't ever even thinking about Lamb of God. Yeah. Because I love those other bands so much, and seeing them live, to me, is always a little bit bigger deal than seeing Lamb of God, even though I like them. Yeah. And I kind of had that same feeling leading up to this show. I love Slayer. I've loved everything they've ever done. I love seeing them live. But I was just thinking about Anthrax and Death Angel. Yeah. Because I've only seen Death Angel once. I love this new album. And, you know, of course, we talked to Ted, and then yeah. Anthrax goes without saying. So, after those two happen, then I'm like, oh, yeah, now I get to see Slayer. This is badass. <laughs> so, you, you know. I see the I, cake. Yeah. And, well, speaking of, if, you have a, if you've seen Slayer, you know what you're going to get. And yeah, that's not yeah. a bad thing. Yeah. You know, some bands, that could be a bad thing. But with Slayer, you're just going to get a pummeling show, you know. Upside down crosses. Oh man! You know red lights and then four guys that are just fucking bringing heavy metal balls out. Yeah, that's right, dude. I love the I love the their intro with the curtain and the crosses and they slowly start turning upside down. Yeah, that's just badass. <laughs> I'm going to hell for it, but yeah. that's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> well, one thing we did notice, or Jason Carroll pointed out, Kerry King didn't have on his. Big his, spikes. Yeah, his big umlaut-looking yeah. thing, whatever the yeah. fuck it's called. I don't know. He, yeah, he, you know, you he know. always has that on for the first part of the show, and he didn't have that on. I don't know yeah, what's may, up with that. May, maybe it's getting heavy. <laughs> yeah. He's getting up there in years. You never know. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> but they had a killer set list. It was. It had several songs from her printless on it. Yeah. And then, of course, you know, it spanned the career. And, yeah. You know, of course, it was heavy on all the classics and... I got my I got my war ensemble. I got my dead skin mask. 
Yeah. You know, I got uh, Hella Waits, so right. I was very happy. Those are my few of my favorite Slayer songs. Yeah. Yeah, I think mine has always been Dead Skin Mask and then probably War Ensemble, Angel of Death. And then yeah. of the newer stuff, I love World Painted Blood. Yeah. And of course, they didn't play that. But did they play anything off that? Uh, they played Hate Worldwide. Yeah. I think. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, an hour and a half plus of just pummeling metal. And when they end the show, they have the big Hanneman, Jeff Hanneman logo. Yeah, they had that. And, you know, everybody's chanting Hanneman and it's the way it should be. So it's That's cool right. that they're not just like moving along with, you know, we're here a couple years, at least two or three years past him yeah. or more than that of him being out of the band. And they're still representing every night. That's and, right. You know, we, we talked about that whenever, before Repent, or when Repentless came out and we talked about it on this podcast like yeah. last year. That, you know, both of us are kind of skeptical of the fact we know it's going to sound good because these guys sound good. But what's it going to be like without Hanneman there writing the songs? And, you know, Carrie King pulled it off with Repentless. And and you can't say enough about that, you know, who can you get to replace an icon like Jeff Hanneman? Yeah. You get another icon of the thrash, you know, genre. Yeah, exactly. And Gary Holt, Gary you know, Holt, yeah. lives up to that because, you know, he's basically the face of Exodus and... You know, now he's doing it in Slayer, too. Yeah. And uh, doing an amazing job. I wonder, I'm sure it's, you know, and it even seems like I probably heard about it, but I wonder, you know, what Kerry King, uh, I wonder what kind of pressure he felt going into writing Repentless, you know? Sure. I bet that was crazy. Had to yeah, be. Yeah, because I've heard podcasts and stuff where he talked about writing or yeah. doing stuff, but yeah, he never. I've never really heard that. Yeah. So maybe next year, whenever he's on this podcast, you can ask him. <laughs> I'll that. ask him that. Okay. <laughs> ask him where his spikes were and what kind of pressure he felt. He'll like that. He'll like yeah. that. <laughs> well, are we ready to get into this thing? Yeah, let's get into this interview. It's great. Ted Aguilar was a super awesome guy and uh, great to talk to. So people are going to dig it. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Like I said, if you're not a Death Angel follower, you need to go check out The Evil Divide. It came out earlier this year. It's a phenomenal heavy metal album. It's got everything you want in metal. And he's going to talk about it here in just a second. Yes. Yeah. And we're the thethunderunderground.com. Look us up. Follow us on Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, all that stuff. All that. Yeah. All right. Well, here you go. Ted Aguilar, guitarist, Death Angel. Tested that worked. Last time I did an interview with someone, they tested it and they had to do redo it on the phone. Oh, no. So make sure it works. <laughs> <laughs> it should. It's been got a while. All right, man. <laughs> We've got a few outside. Okay. How's the noise? It's cool. It's all right. Yeah, it should yeah. work. All right. I'll try to speak I can, loud. <laughs> I can work with it in programs. Cool. Cool. So these shows have. Uh, has everyone you know like they should pretty much you know familiar with you guys or. Have you guys met anyone that's won over or hadn't heard of you guys in a while or anything? As in the crowds? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, of course, we we know who, you know, we see our diehards, you yeah. know, or the people who've seen us before, yeah. from the Death Angel shirts and whatnot. Yeah. But we met, you know, we, we do our best to, like, hang out at the merch booth after and yeah. try to meet people. Because I'm, I'm curious to see if people 
seen us for the first time or seen us before, but we met a lot of people who've seen us for the first time. They heard the name, but never saw us, but it was like, oh, might as well see him. They're with my band Slayer. So yeah, we, we, we met, you know, we went over some crowds. We're stoked. We're happy, man. Gotcha. Do you notice it helping like as far as the new album and everything? Yeah, or? people have been buying a lot of vinyl. Yeah, you know, yeah, vinyl's yeah. a big thing now. It's it's yeah. cool. I mean, our merch sales have been great, and you know, we're happy. We're we're stoked, and you know, this tour is kick ass. Yeah, yeah, it's kick ass. Definitely. Well, this new record got a lot of critical acclaim and stuff. Thanks. Yeah, yeah. it's a. Yeah, we're proud of the record. You know, it's a it's a moment captured in time. Definitely. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's kind of what I wanted to ask. I mean, it's got a lot of praise, and you said you're proud of it. How do you feel it stands up in the legacy of Death Angel? It stands up great. You know what I mean? It's just, you know, it's it's where we're at right now. It's just the next chapter of Death Angel. Is it better than others? Some say it is. Some say, you know, maybe not. You know, it's probably like, oh, I like the last one better or this one. But, you know, that's I think that's a good thing. If you could write records and songs that not everyone's... A, attached to one yeah. you know then I think you're doing pretty good but it stands up well it's it's basically Death Angel where we're at today gotcha. you know yeah. I mean, we have the foundation of Death Angel the thrash elements but of the modern some modernness to it maybe more like the production and whatnot yeah but we're always trying to evolve yeah. that's Definitely. what you do as artists you know but not lose sight of who you are well um you know this is uh your third record with Jason Sukoff in you know, when you started working with him in the first one, did you know right then and there it was going to be a lasting thing? Or, you know, did it just kind of progress as the records went on? When we first worked, it was our first time when our, our first time working with Jason, you know, we never met the dude. We met him when we arrived in Florida. So, I mean, Rob's been in talks with him because uh, we liked his production work. We heard a band called August Burns Red because Rob at the time was teaching guitar lessons and he still does. And one of the students goes, I want you, I want to learn this song. And Ron goes, what band is it? He goes, August Burns Red. And Rob just, man, this production's killer. You know, I mean, started picturing, I wonder how our music would sound with that production. So we got a hold of Jason. We did Relentless with him. We were like stoked. Then the dream calls for blood. We go, yeah, let's go back to Jason. It was fun. You know, and this third one, we go, we got to go to Jason. It's one of those, because it's the third round. Three's a charm. And he knows us really well, and it's like it's like going to your buddy's studio to record an album. You know, there's no really pressure of like you know, you're just so comfortable. He knows us really well. He goes, "All right, it's your turn to do tracks. Let's do this. I know how things." And you just feel comfortable going, "All right." And not only that, his you know his um, his ideas. Like he has a really good ear. He's a good guitar player, good musician. His, his ear is very on it. So he'll hear things like, you know, suggest things like, try this and try that. It's what you need in the producer. And not only that, you know, we like his modern day production style. So it's not like he's trying to make us sound like bands of today. He's just making our music have the, the sound, the yeah. sonic sound of today. So cool. Well, does, uh, is he involved in any of the writing with you guys? Or do you do all that before you go in the studio? We do all that before we go in the studio. Then Jason hears it and he'll just have a a few like uh, suggestions like oh right there that chord why don't you try a different chord let's see how it sounds or oh th- that little guitar run you do let's try to do a harmony over it let's see how it sounds so he throws out ideas and we're open to trying them out some of them work and some of them doesn't but he's really open you know we're open minded and he's open minded to try a lot of things out but the songs are done before we go in there okay 
Well, like, uh, as far as writing riffs, do you and Rob write together, or do you write your own stuff and then come together and see what works out? Or Well, Rob, what normally does, Rob is, like, the main songwriter. I mean, okay. he's Death Angel. Yeah. I mean, that's, yeah. you know. And, you know, and as a band, how it works with the songwriting, Rob will write a song with, like, kind of like a basic structure, and they'll have, like, have ideas in mind for drum beats. And he'll get together with Will, goes, here's the song I wrote check it out you know I had this idea and you know him and Will will hash it out then we'll all come in and kind of see what's going on and we'll play it we'll play it for a while all the songs how Rob has it then after we play it for a while and we're used to it then we throw in our own ideas of hey man I kind of hear this on this part or why don't we extend this a little longer and let's see how it goes and Rob's open-minded to hearing that but first what we do is we kind of see what Rob's vision is then we start adding the spices and whatnot and will has pretty much the freedom to you know do his own drum beats rob will go i, I kind of hear this beat and we'll just play it for a while for a while and will goes well that sounds cool but how about i pick it up here or let's try something different there but basically rob writes it all but rob's open to ideas from us as well well uh i i recently heard you on the on danko jones's podcast oh and uh I love danko. yeah yeah he's great um and he he said that you know you guys are writing some of the best metal of your careers and and some of the best metal that's out right now. I mean, how's I mean that's no pressure. I mean, how does that feel coming from him? You know, it, it's it's cool. I mean, it's very flattering. I mean, you know, we've known Danko for a while, and you know his story with Death Angel meeting from the days and yeah, all that stuff. Yeah. And it's cool, and you know, it, it's very flattering. I'm glad to hear that. I guess we're doing something right. But when we're writing, I don't think we're right. You know, we we don't write to think of we got to write the best metal that's out there. We're just writing. Let's just write the killer songs you yeah. know let's write killer death angel songs that's our whole point in mind you know but to hear someone like Danko say that and from other peers ah, that's cool stuff it's it's cool man it's flattering yeah well you know you're being honest and doing what you want to do and that somebody picks up on that that's that's even better yeah i mean at the end of the day you know i was having this conversation with people like there is no pressure from our label you know, they give us artistic freedom. There is no pressure from no one. I mean, we put pressure on ourselves to write good stuff. You know what I mean? But, you know, with the internet nowadays, no one's telling you, you got to write a hit so it's on radio. Yeah. You know, right now, I mean, well, radio will only play it if it's three minutes long. Well, we could write epic songs and put it, you know, YouTube doesn't have that sort of limitation. You know what I mean? Or anywhere on the line. So... I guess that's 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 what makes it cool for us. Like you know, we we don't have that pressure. Let's write good songs. If it's a short song or a long song, whatever feels right, cool. There's no one telling us, well, you need to edit it for so and so. And no, nah, man, we're just, we, you know, we're not gonna compromise on that. I've noticed a lot of the interviews are done by you, and you've got Rob and Mark in the band as original guys. Like, how did you kind of become the mouthpiece of the band? Rob and Mark. Part? Robin Mark, it's, it's, it's very good question, young man. Very good question. You know, I mean, Robin Mark do a lot of the the pre-tour interviews, like leading up to the tour okay. and leading up to the release, because a lot of you know they do the big major magazines. You know, I mean, yeah. a lot of major magazines like the Metal Hammers and whatnot, and they want to talk to Robin Mark, the original guys. Fuck, take it. You know, they're good with that shit. Yeah. You know. I'm, I've always been, and Rob and Mark, they're always busy on tour. They do the pre-tour stuff, the pre-release. I told them, we're a team. I'll do the tour stuff. It goes, killer, man. We got to do it as a team, you know? Yeah. And, you know, I've always have a soft spot for fanzines and, yeah. you know, 
yeah. journalists and publications coming up. You know, because I've read all that stuff. You know, what I mean, I'm like, what's this about? You yeah. know, I, I've always dug the up and coming journalists and fanzine stuff. It's awesome. More, you know, yeah. and I like sitting down. Yeah. Like, hey, this is kind of like, oh, we're on the same level here. Yeah. You know, yeah. I've done big magazines and stuff like that overseas. I kind of feel intimidated, like. Yeah. Big journalist here. What am I gonna? Yeah. <laughs> not seasoned or experienced to deal with these type of people. <laughs> nice, you know. But no, Rob, Robin Mark does all the pre-tour interviews and yeah. and the and the pre-release stuff because uh, they do ask a lot of the big magazine stuff. Ask for them. So. But I like okay. doing these little ones. They're fun. Yeah, yeah, they're fun. Yeah. Well, we appreciate it. <laughs> no problem, man. Well, uh, you know, I, I had a question. I, you know, I wanted Fire to ask away, some bro. Fire some, away. some guitar stuff. <laughs> yeah. I really like the. The, the white with the white pickups, the white on white that just pops. I mean, how did you, how did, how did that come to appeal to you? And, and I just, I don't know, I just thought that was in, you know, there's always crazy shapes and black and everything. Yeah. So, I mean, I just thought that was cool to set it apart. Finally, yeah. a guitar question. <laughs> That's awesome, one. dude. No, please, please, please. <laughs> um, I've always been a fan of white. Yeah. I don't wear white. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Everything's black, like everything but I, I always like I always thought to myself I want something non-metal you know yeah. non-metal to the point where it's metal if you know what I'm saying I, yeah I get it totally. so I've been playing ESP guitars and I had this idea I, I told ESP you know they approached me do you want a custom guitar you've been with us for a while you never asked for any custom guitars I'm like well the guitars you, you gave me are so killer I mean I never thought of getting a custom but since you asked I got this idea so my first custom guitar was, I said, I want it all white. I mean, if you can get the hardware white, I mean, I mean, literally white, white pick everything. So they got it to the point, they couldn't do the the fret white, yeah. you know, you can't. Yeah. I go, I want, and then I go, I want my tuning pegs white. They go, we don't have white. I go, abalone. And they go, all right, I'm just trying to get as much white possible. And it's a one pickup configuration, one yeah. volume knob. That's my original custom. And I... It's still my favorite guitar till this day. I took it all. I've had it for like five years. Took it around the world, and people kept asking, "Dude, that's." I mean, people go, "You bit that off Buckethead." Well, you know what? <laughs> I know Buckethead had a white one. Cool, right on. I want a white one too. Yeah. Who says what rules are there yeah, to say you can't? It's just like saying so and so has a black guitar, <laughs> right? Everyone's got a black. guitar. Thank you, thank you. But I like I like the cleanness of it. Yeah, and um. I just like the look of it. Yeah. So, again, I played it around the world. My favorite guitar, and people have been asking about it. Dude, I like your white. I like your white. Blah blah blah. I go, cool. Thank you. I go, you know, if you want one, just have a get a hold of ESP, and they'll probably make you one. They're good guitars. Blah blah blah. And then one day, ESP goes, let's do a signature one. I go, whoa. At first, I was like, that's cool, but I'm not really one of these virtuoso shredder dudes. I'm just happy that I got a my kind of like dream guitar like yeah. all right i'm stoked that's all i care about but they go no let's try it let's see how it works so they i have the prototype that i've been playing it's all white but two pickups and yeah. one volume knob and the toggle switch is at the bottom instead of the top nice so i said all right and i'm playing and i love it i'm like fuck i can't can't should i go back to i call him proto because he's a prototype yeah my original one we call him casper so i go i can't go i i don't know what go back between casper and proto but they it's great, man. I like it. Yeah. And not only that, I play Mesa Boogies. I have white cabs. Oh, yeah. Nice. And I have Mesa Boogie Mark V's cased in white. <laughs> so it's a white theme. It's cool because 
Rob's all black on his end, I got all white on my end, and the new album, The Evil Divide, is black and white. Yeah. Right. So there's, you know, there's a story. It's a long one, but... <laughs> <laughs> no, it's good. Uh, and, and as far as, like, uh, you know, your speed and dexterity, what what do you do to keep that, you know, up, and how, how did you, uh, you know, hone that when you were starting out? Practice. Yeah. It's basically practice and trying to learn other songs. So when you play thrash metal, I grew up playing, you know, learning thrash metal. Yeah. There's a lot of picking, and especially down picking palm music that's hard to do you know i mean because every player has they play different you're just practicing you know and you know and on the road you get a lot of practice playing every night you know and usually i i try to warm up rob and damien warms up a lot i try to warm up with them like at least like an hour before the set just just pick yeah up and down or just play riffs just just to get your wrist flowing yeah but just practice really you know and just try to find a song you like to play and learn it yeah that's how everyone learns, you know. When you get pick up the guitar and you get with friends, I love Slayer. Well, let's learn some Slayer songs, yeah. you know, and whatever. But yeah. When you grew up listening to Thrash, did you were you into Death Angel on the early album? Oh, dude, I fucking I was at their fucking their video shoot for Voracious Souls. They're called oh, wow. Ultra Violence, dude. It was at the Stone in San Francisco. I think it was July of '87. You know, I was the first one in line. I bought my ticket in advance, first one in line. I was at that show. It was Death Angel, Violence, Violence Before You Storm Nightmare came out, I think. And some uh, band from Fresno, California called Betrayal, which they're a good thrash band. So I saw Death Angel on all three albums. I saw them on the Ultra Violence album. I saw them on the Frolic Through the Park album. And I saw them on the Act 3. I sh- in the days of thrash. And I, it's, it was a great time in the Bay Area. You had, I saw Violence multiple times. I saw Testament, you know, Exodus. Yeah. Got to see them all heathen, defiance, <laughs> you know, all those bands, you know, it was killer. I, you know, it, it's a trip, you know, to this day, I, I trip out, hey, you know, I tell Rob, yeah, I remember that show. I saw you guys at that show. You know, we just said that, oh, you were, yeah, dude. I remember seeing you, fucking, me and my friend got kicked out for stage diving during yeah. your set, <laughs> you know, so it's pretty cool. It's weird. It's surreal. Yeah. I bet, I bet, yeah. yeah. So. Well, you mentioned videos and you guys have done a ton of videos off these last few albums and... Do you guys are you guys involved in the concept, or do you leave that up to the director? Or? Well, the well the couple, last couple of videos, Rob's really involved. Rob's the creative force in the band, so he goes he he's involved with the director. He goes, "Hey man, this is what the song is about. We are thinking about like the last video, Lost. Me and Rob talked about it. I go thinking of black and white, and this is what the song is about, and fucking our." Tommy Jones, our producer, who did the Thrashumentary and he did the um, the Lost video, he comes back. This is the treatment. This is what I was thinking about. We read it. Oh, that's cool. And let's do this and that. But it's a uh, we're involved in that concept, really. Okay. We're involved in it. Okay. Forgive me if this is a stupid question. <laughs> There's but... no stupid questions. I might give you a stupid answer. <laughs> uh, do you think Metallica stole your guys' thunder by using oh, the moth? <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> I hope they don't read this. No. I think it's it's a trip. Yeah. It's it's a trip. Like uh, I really do like that song, though. Yeah, I mean, great. I I think it's a great song, but it is a trip. Yeah. Like we have the song called "The Moth," and they have "Moth into Flame." Uh, but I'll say we came out with it first. There you we go. we came to the we came to the table with it first. I don't know who wrote it first, but we were the first ones out. Yeah. I think it's a trip, you know. And I think you know when I heard, it, I go, "Wow, it's a really good song." Yeah, it's a really great song, and. Uh, I don't know. I maybe. 
I, I can't really answer that. That's something for maybe James to answer <laughs> if you ever get to interview James. I doubt it. Yeah, one day. Yeah. <laughs> well, that was cool that you got to open for him at that 30 anniversary, 30th anniversary deal. Oh, that was awesome, man. I, I, I mean, be, yeah. I mean, just, I mean, they're my, out of metal, they're my all-time favorite. Yeah. It's no secret to the band and to people I know, people who know me, they're like, my go-to band yeah. just like a lot of people like Will Carroll his go-to band is Kiss yeah you know a lot of people's go-to band is Kiss or a lot of go-to band Slayer or Iron Maiden or whatnot but that Metallica show was incredible the way they the way they run it the way they treat the bands their fans it was a celebration of 30 years yeah. man. I mean they didn't have to do shows like that yeah. you know they, they did it for their fans you know and they had us like hey why don't you guys play our show we're celebrating 30 years we're from the bay area let's yeah. you know and they treated us well and man i mean the way like i said for a band at that level they didn't have to do that and it was basically for their fans and that's like i i give them much respect for that and you know they look and they go up there looking like they have the greatest time of their life and that's very inspiring and good to see like man if it's no excuse like look at that a band at that level still going out playing clubs for their fans and having a great time as if they were playing to thousands that's very inspiring and great guys great band and we had a good time hell yeah yeah <laughs> I bet. we had a good time so well they had the big four shows i always kind of wondered why there wasn't a tour with like you guys and exodus and overkill testament all sacred reich metal church you know, it would be cool, you know, if you just said, here's everybody else, come check this out. You know, you know it would be cool. <laughs> I had the idea if they're listening. They could have the big shows, big four shows, like make it a festival. Yeah. You know, like and the big yeah. four shows, then on the other stage, start the day off with the Testaments, the Us, the yeah, Exodus. Yeah. Then when that, thought, yeah. when that's <laughs> over, everyone goes to the big stage for Anthrax. And, you know, I mean, it'd be cool. I mean, but I don't know. There's probably so much red tape and logistics yeah, behind yeah. it. I mean, on paper, it sounds good. And to the fans, it sounds good. But I bet it's a nightmare having to, all right, how are we going to do this? Yeah, you know, trying to get okay. the arena and I don't know. But as a dream it sounds killer you know <laughs> you know just have a traveling festival you know like they do in europe like do you know how successful that'd be oh man it'd be, yeah. Yeah, it'd be great you know everyone would have a good time everyone would just be all what yeah you know <laughs> yeah as it, fans we all have like our dream bills and we always talk about that kind of stuff oh dude Everybody i do too it. yeah i do too yeah. but you know then then you get to the behind the scenes like <laughs> how's it gonna work now yeah. it sounds good on paper look the logos look cool yeah it sounds cool fans will probably go hell yeah then you, well, they're over here, they're over there, and the cost, you know, it, all the logistics. You gotta have stuff. a whole separate set of rules for Dave Mustaine, you know, all kinds <laughs> of stuff. I have no idea. I don't. I never met the guy, so I wouldn't know. I wouldn't know. But you know, it's just oh, yeah. you're dealing with different, you know, bands who have, you know, you're dealing with all bands who could headline on their own. Yeah, so no having kidding. to put that together, it's like whoa, yeah, whoa. That'd be crazy. Yeah. yeah, so that'd be nice. What's your favorite tour you think you've been a part of? This one. Right now? For sure. Really? For sure. Without a doubt. I mean, the Slayer Camp, an amazing group of people. The band, the crew, they make sure they they make sure everyone on their tour is treated right and has a good show. There's no egos. You know, everyone knows, like, we're touring with Slayer. So they come up, let's have a good show, guys. You guys need help with anything. They make. They want to make sure you have a good show. You know, like they're bringing. They're bringing you out. Slayer 
to me, Slayer comes off as a band that they're not gonna, they don't want their band, they don't want to put a band that's not gonna have a good show. Like, what do you need to have a good show? You know, there's no egos. It's incredible. Anthrax crew, you know, they make sure Anthrax has a good show. They make sure we have a good show. It's just like, let's have a good show so the fans are happy. That's yeah. the, the most important thing. When you see how they run their operations, like, wow, man, I wish a lot of bands would run it like this. They know what they're doing. And the guys themselves are very down to earth. You know, Tom, you see Tom Mariah, how you guys doing? <laughs> Just comes and hangs out. You know, Carrie's, Carrie goes, hey, what's up? You know, we know Gary Holt and Tom from the, oh, yeah, Bay, you know, Gary Holt and Paul yeah. from the Bay Area. Yeah. So we know them. So everyone, the whole, this whole touring circus, it's not even a circus. It's like, it's just fun, man. And they, you know, you just you just feel like a part of their crew. It, yeah. it, it feels great. Yeah, well-oiled machine. Yeah, you don't feel distant from anyone. You don't feel like, oh, you can't go there because so-and-so, you know, like, you can't do this. No, they go, hey, come hang out while they're setting up. You're like, hey, what's going on? You just feel welcome. And, and it just makes us and everyone have a good show when you have that welcoming thing like you know what i mean because yeah, we're all in it as a team you know people are coming to see the show let's give everyone a good time and let's have a good time at the same time that's right that's yeah right. well what's great is that you know you used to always hear those horror stories about bands opening up for slayer and the fans like booing them and stuff but now they're taking out bands that obviously have that fan base already built in yeah you know over the last few years so i mean i just excited to see the show personally. oh it's it's great i mean i mean i don't know man i, I couldn't we couldn't be any happier. It's just, wow. You know, it, yeah. it's just an amazing tour. And the fact that they chose us to go out, we're like, let's do this. That's right. And, you know, welcomed us into their whole entourage. It's like, man, I I haven't, as far as I've been in the band and touring 15 years with Death Angel, i never seen anything run so smoothly and awesome as how Slayer runs it. It's great. It, it's, it's very inspiring. Yeah. yeah. Nice. What do you guys have? headline run planned after this or? um right now we're gonna end on the high note after this and you know go home and you know take a little break enjoy the holidays we have some christmas shows in san francisco mm-hmm. we usually do them every year an annual one after that enjoy the rest of the holiday we do th- we're doing that seventy thousand tons next year okay. oh, cruise yeah. Yeah. and we plan to do stuff after that where and with who we're still working that out but we plan to tour but for sure we'll be in summer next year for the, in europe for the summer festivals, but we'll we'll do some touring be, from Feb, between February and like June. There will be some stuff, but we're we're trying to work it out right now, you know. But we need we want to tour a lot for this album, you yeah, know. Definitely. But it'd be nice to try to get on more tours like this to get oh, more man. exposure to people. Yeah. Then you know, take it from there. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Cool. Yeah. Man, well, appreciate your time. No, yeah. thanks, yeah, man. Thanks. thanks. This is awesome. Yeah. Appreciate it. Appreciate I'm, it. I'm no Rob or Mark, but. Hey. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> <laughs> That's not what I meant. I know, I, I know, I know. I was just curious. I know, I know. I'm just giving you shit. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah. Yeah, shit. yeah, thanks. We appreciate it. No That's problem, awesome. man. There you go. Ted Aguilar from Death Angel. Very stoked to have that guy on this podcast talk about that stuff. Just another guy from an amazing thrash band on here. We've had a few others. We'll get to that in a minute. But That's right. Thank you very much to him for doing that. Thank you to Liz from Ear Split PR. Thank you to Robin, their tour manager. And thank you to you for listening. And thank you to you, Jason, for being here. Oh, hey, well. Oh, yeah. You're, I'm just throwing out thanks randomly. There you're you. welcome. Okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, this was uh, this was pretty 
this was I was pretty jazzed, you know, to have uh, you know a guy from you know a Bay Area thrash, and I mean I was a little nervous, <laughs> you know. I'll 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 talk about it, and it was just really cool to sit down and talk, and he was really excited and he was really engaging. So uh, yeah, I mean it was just uh, thanks Ted Aguilar for sure. Yeah, and you know he joked about there at the end. I you know I. I haven't listened to that interview back yet, but I hope I came up. What I was trying to ask was, you know, I think he got the gist of it because he yeah, talked like about he it. Yeah, like he said, he was just, just giving you shit, man. Yeah. He knew. He knew. I, he was a cool guy. Yeah. I was just trying to say, how did you become the face of the <laughs> the band, basically, since, you know, yeah. there's guys it, it, that have been it, it, there way longer than you. And some, you know, most cases that doesn't happen. So. Yeah. And, and, you know, it's it's funny because... Because, you know, we went into the the whole moth talk and stuff, you know. And it was just, you know, funny to, to uh, you know, he didn't mean anything by it. But it was just funny for him to kind of rib Metallica a little bit. It was great. Right. <laughs> well, like I mentioned, if you love some Death Angel, we've had on Sid Falk, who oh, yeah. was in Overkill. That's a great one. We've had on, who else have we had on? That was Thrash. i drawn a blank. <laughs> I talked a big talk. Well, we've had Chris on Chris Broderick from oh, Megadeth, Act of Defiance. Yeah, Chris Broderick is an amazing guitarist. That's right. You know and love him. And then we've had <laughs> on newer guys from newer bands like Richie Cavalier from Insight a couple of times. We've had on um, Kyle Gunther from Battlecross. Battlecross, yeah. Um, twice as well. And we've had on guys from all kinds of great bands like The Sword and Drowning Pool. Murder FM, Scattered Hamlet, Corrosion and Conformity. We've had on guys from, if you like, 80s rock. We've had on guys from Warrant and Europe, Trickster, Great White. We've had on guys from... You need to help me out here. I'm, I know. I'm, I'm trying to... Like, <laughs> I'm drawing a blank. It's well, Monday. It was a rough day. Kirk Winstein from Down and, of course... More importantly, at this point, Crowbar. That's right. That's right. Which Crowbar has a new album coming out soon. Very stoked for that. Yeah. We've had uh, Ryan Neff from Miss May I on. Yeah. Uh, you know, we've had uh, Delacoma. Uh, that's one we, we kind of forget to talk about a lot. Yeah, that's a very cool but, one. But that was a very, very good one. Um, so, yeah, we've had... Elias, the vocalist for Nonpoint, was on Point, yeah. We, and, you know, we've even uh, kind of... Went off the deep end a little bit and got like Shooter Jennings on. We've had Ian Moore, uh, so we just try to cover Willie it Nelson's all. coming soon, I think. <laughs> I wish. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, go check all that out. It's all on SoundCloud.com backslash Thunder Underground. Also, they're all on TheThunderUnderground.com. Just click on the podcast section and scroll down. They're all there. We've also got reviews up on there, photos. We've got an Instagram where we've got all kinds of great stuff on it. And then we've got, we're on YouTube. Of course, we're on Facebook at The Thunder Underground. And we're on Twitter, T-H-N-D-R-U-N-D-R Ground. We're also on Periscope as well. Speaking of YouTube, we have a couple videos up with reaction videos where we just talk about the two new Metallica singles, one of which came up earlier in this conversation. That's right. with Ted, and then we've uh, we're gonna have more of that stuff coming soon your way. There's also the video version of the Battlecross, our first Battlecross interview from over a year ago. Yeah. So just get on YouTube and check that out. It's all there. Yeah. Well, what else do we got? We want to mention that coming in the next week, week and a half, we're gonna have a podcast with Eric Kluber, who is in the band Ironot, and he's also in the band Void Vader. 
He's been in other bands that you may know and love, like Gypsy Hawk and White Wizard. Yeah. We had a great talk with this dude. He's got some killer music. Everything he's done has been great. Yeah, yeah. And the he's old got stuff, some, the new stuff. Oh, no, and he's got some good stuff to say, so yeah, well, that was a good yeah. one. And we've also got two of the members of Guns Four Roses. That's right. Not Guns and Roses, yeah. Guns Four Roses. Yeah, they're a tribute band out of Dallas. They put on the full spectacle. We saw it live. We'll talk about that. And they're, you know, they're not just some silly little tribute band. They're the real deal. They've got like three million followers on yeah. Facebook. They're playing Bogota, Columbia this weekend. Yeah, they they get so, it done. Yeah. So get on there, follow Guns for Roses, and be looking for that in a week or so. And we've also got other great stuff coming as well. Of course. Yeah. Tonight we're going to see King, Clutch, and Zach Sabbath. You'll hear about that next time because I'm pretty sure that's going to kick some Oh, ass. yeah. Yeah, no kidding. Can't wait to see Zach Sabbath. Well, I guess we'll just leave it at that. Leave it at that. All right. Until next time. Thunder Underground, y'all. Thunder Underground, y'all.